Not long after photography was invented in the early 19th century, people started figuring out ways to make the images they captured on film look, well, <laughs> better. One famous example that I found was a composite photo from 1860. 1860, people, that was a long time ago. It was a great picture of Abraham Lincoln, and he looks sort of buff and tall and strong. <laughs> Guess what? It wasn't his body. They put his head on another politician's body in this picture. His name was John Calhoun. I can only suspect that if Abraham Lincoln were still alive today, he would love what we can do with digital filters. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, focused on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks for joining us today. Well, I'm really not trying to throw Honest Abe under the bus. Okay, maybe a little bit. But my point here is that almost as long as we've been creating images of ourselves, other people have been tweaking, manipulating, and changing them. Sometimes we do that to get a laugh and the results are intentionally hysterical. Other times, though, those idealized images might be doing real harm to the psyches of young people, and who knows, maybe even some old people, too, who are using them. So today, we're going to talk about some of the newest social media filters, what they can do, what you need to know, and what we know about some of the problems, maybe the unintended consequences that they're creating. And in our second segment, Kristen Smith is here to tell us about, wait for it, the latest Jonas Brothers reunion album. You know when you've had multiple reunions that you've been around a while. And they have a new album called <laughs> The Album. <laughs> oh, there so original, those guys. <laughs> but before we dive into our conversation today, just a few housekeeping details. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to The Plugged In Show wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to leave us a review too. Those reviews will help people know what to expect when they tune into our conversations about pop culture and technology each week. Thanks. Well, joining me today are Emily Chow, Bob Hoos, Kristen Smith, and Jonathan McKee. Hey, everyone. Hey. Hey. You know, since we're talking about filters today, I thought we could start with kind of a fun question. As a dad, I am a mm, mostly willing or reluctantly willing victim of some of my girls' silly filters that do all sorts of things. Like, they love to give me hair. And, you know, if you've ever seen me, you know I don't have very much. Or Turn you into a cat. Turn me into a cat. There are all sorts of things. And, and actually, Kristen, that's a great segue into my question. There are not only cat filters out there, but lots of animal filters that will take your pretty face and fuse it with that of your favorite animal. So if you could pick one animal to have as your personal filter, what would it be and why? I don't know. A meerkat? That sounds fun. Oh, a meerkat <laughs> filter. Simone! So you would be standing up, definitely. Yeah, they're just so cute. <laughs> right? They're watching for danger. Uh-huh. Cutely. Yeah. I love it. I could see you in your face on a Watching on for a danger. Meerkat. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Meerkat, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Who's well, next? I'm not, a, I'm not really a animal filter kind of person. <laughs> I, know, but, uh, I actually think that makes this an even better question yeah. for you. I, I think I think if I were going to choose one, I would choose a cartoon animal. Some yes. sort of, because That's fair. Because any of the filters I've seen, uh -huh. the ones that are cartoon focused are always a lot more fun. They're more fun. I mean, the, the, yeah. you always look better. You can have a balding old man as a cartoon and he's cute. 
So right? that's where I'd go. <laughs> I mean, you say balding old man like it's a bad thing, Bob. <laughs> Come that's on. Right. That's right. <laughs> that's Jonathan? Awesome. I'm going to pick the ostrich filter because then I could just oh. stick my head out of the screen and you wouldn't see me because my head would be out of the screen. <laughs> I and love And my that. butt would be in the air. I don't know. I, maybe something like that. Okay. Uh, that. That raises a question just based on the comments we've been making so far. Do guys use animal filters all that much? I mean, I don't any so. of the I guys in your so. lives, do they use no. animal filters? Well, <laughs> my husband would probably only do it for my kids. Same reason. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say, you go. See? nobody yeah. that I'm friends or family with uses filters at all because we're adults. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, well, that's part of the fun imagine, of my question. But I could imagine um, like some of my brothers-in-law using filters for their kids, like what sure. you guys described. But also to clarify, I don't use animal filters either for fun on my own time. Not even secretly when Unless nobody's looking. Unless my kids demand it, right? Like, <laughs> let's just lay the groundwork uh-huh. for this. I know like, you I think do. when filters I know you do. like first became a thing, there was like a Facebook messenger chat that I did with two of my friends from college and the three of us sat there like just trying out all the oh, different so filters. Fun. Oh, yeah. And that, I remember but that was that. like, that was one time like five or six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we have yeah. not done it. Or it was even longer than that, actually. But like, that's the only time I've ever used those little filters. And I say that, and now I'll give you mine. Yes, so please. <laughs> that's the only time I've used the phone filters, but I have like, I'm sorry, filters are, those animal filters are essentially face paint. Yeah, and right. I had a huge throwback. Like I was looking at some of the different ones that they had. Like I was just looking at the pictures of them online in preparation for this podcast. And um, it was just really funny because I was like, I literally had that exact tiger face paint all over my face for a theater production. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, that's I'm so like, fun. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. We'll just go back to Shere Khan, the tiger. That was the character I was playing. So yeah. I was like, so that's my, that's the filter choice. Well, that's it's funny to me how many of them were like wildcat filters. Yeah, know. You know, they're, like basically, all they're all like Thundercats, right? Or just cats, <laughs> the, the most Thunder recent cat. one. I probably can't sing that without copyright issues. <laughs> uh, you could, but we're not going to, we're not going to go there. I fell in love with my own icebreaker question this week. I'm like, oh, there's so many things. Wow, you're really proud of yourself. Because <laughs> oh I, 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 just, I have not ever done an animal filter, so I'm not secretly doing this. But, but I got to thinking about all my favorite animals when I was a kid. Did you guys go through a favorite animal phase when you were little? Yes. Yeah. Like I went, then I would draw them. And so I thought mm-hmm. I would share my favorite animals because all of them would be wonderful filters, and they're all so different. So my three favorite animals when I was little. <laughs> three. Wow. <laughs> it's not that many. There's a lot of animals, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go for it. Manatees. I mean, what's not to love? <laughs> I if love I had that a one. spirit animal, it would be a manatee. And okay. yes, I know spirit animals are not Christian, so don't flame me. Uh, peregrine falcons, the fastest bird. Mm. See from fast one. to slow. Animal. Slow to fast. Animal. Really Action period. Cheetahs. I love cheetahs. I was so sad when I went to the San Diego Zoo, the cheetah exhibit was closed. And I'm like, oh, man. Come on. And my bonus animal is an otter. So. um, Well, thanks for that. He he slipped four in. (laughs) He slipped four four. in there. That's awesome. You know, full disclosure, anytime we say that it's going to be two or three or any numbered item, it's always plus one. Right. It's like an algebra equation. It's X plus one, right? Three short stories. And by the way, speaking of apps, you know, I looked online to look at different apps and things like that. Yeah. As well, and one of the thing, one app I saw was this gigantic hairy spider 
that crawls out of someone's mouth. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my and goodness! I, and I thought, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, why would goodness. you ever use that? Because you I saw thought, the ring too many times, or something. I don't know. No, it's like you a do that movie. because yeah. you just like messing with your friends. You want to torture someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to awesome. give people nightmares. Well, this has been a fun conversation, and perhaps um, you can let us know if you're listening today too what your animal yeah. would be if you could do an animal filter. And I might even go see if I can find a manatee filter. You might as it well. It feels like there's a market, right? Okay, I digress. So this has been kind of a blank silly stairs. conversation. <laughs> yeah, blank stairs. Thank you for narrating. <laughs> Bob is now doing the screenplay of what just happened in the studio. Um, I think this is a, a great segue, even though it's kind of silly, because a lot of times when we're dealing with stuff on the internet and with social media, there is this sort of fine line between the ridiculous and then things that do such incredible things and create problems that we have to reckon with. Mm -hmm. And um, I think filters are an interesting thing um, because in some ways they're super fun and in some ways they really do create those issues, especially for our teens. And I don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't want to be the technological killjoy who says, oh, filters, get off my yard, right? But, no, but it's worth talking but about. But there are some important yeah. things that, that we need mind. to discuss today. Bob, <laughs> Bob's just going to straight up own it, right? I mean, get I don't mind either. My I'm, that's my favorite thing about it. I'm going to be the crotchety old man, too, because I'm sorry. There's just so many problems that I have with filters. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Bob. All cool. Right. This is going to be a very crotchety <laughs> the conversation. The crotchety. <laughs> Love it. Wow. <laughs> well, let's start at the very beginning here. As I've hinted already, but for anybody who's not familiar with social media filters, what are they and how do they work? I mean, that's that one's pretty easy. Basically, when you turn your phone into selfie mode, right? when you're on social media apps, you can um, you pick a filter and what it does is it's it's already scanning your face at that point. So it can put makeup on your face. It can give you hair, as you mentioned earlier. It can put, it can make it look like you're wearing animal face paint. It can do pretty much anything. But then there's like ones that have nothing to do with changing your face. Like some of them are like blur everything behind you. Some of them will put like sparkles, you know, everywhere. Some of them just change the color of your screen to like pink or whatever. So, I mean, there's a variety of filters, but that's what they are. And from my own experience with three kids, including two daughters who are 12 and 14, they sort of, it's sort of like cotton candy for them. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll spend the night with a friend and they'll spend half of that time doing silly filter stuff. And um, to that extent, I think uh, it can be fun. But Bob, you recently wrote an article for our plugged in blog and it's called the TikTok Glamour Filter isn't so pretty. And Emily, you illustrated it by downloading it and doing a demo on our YouTube channel. So what does this filter do? And how is it an example of something that might not just be fun, like turning us into a tiger, but something that's got some deeper issues to deal with? Sure. It sculpts your face, so to speak. Let's put it that way. It highlights your cheekbones. It narrows your nose. It dark- So all the fat-nosed people out there are going to love it. Yeah, it darkens your eyebrows. It even makes your 
your eyebrows look a little bit more sculpted. It it plumps your lips. It so it does things that gives you a Kardashian. Yeah, look. I was gonna say so it turns you into Kim Kardashian. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. in a sense, it does. I mean, it does things that you would expect makeup to do, but it does even a little bit more because there are. There are actual physical. Oh yeah, no, it totally changes yes, more yeah, than that, makeup that for sure in your on your face. So just to clarify, this is the bold glamour filter on right. TikTok. Right. Um, there's mm-hmm. thousands of yeah, yeah. filters, but that is the name of this particular yeah, one. Yeah, and, we're and it, I basically picked that one because it has been getting a lot of buzz. Right, it went viral. So yeah. Emily. Talk to us about your experience of sort of putting it to work. And I love the video that you did, and you can find that on the Plugged In Well, you YouTube can find channel. it on uh, Bob's blog, and yeah, yes, you can also right. find it on our YouTube channel. So um, tell us about that experience, because I thought it was an incredible video. So I turned on the filter, and as soon as I turned it on, it was like, who's that? That's me, sort of. Not really. Right. (laughs) Like, that's how different my face looked when they put it on. So I'm a person who has a ton of freckles. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a redhead. It's just, that's my genetic coding. (laughs) Right. And so the first thing I noticed is zero freckles. Like, it was so smooth. And it was weird because my face has never in my life looked like that. It, I don't think it changed my eye color, but it did add a little sparkle yeah. to my eye that was very unnatural. Um, and one thing that stood out to me w- was the eye focus. Yes. So, you know, the eye focus and the eyebrows were so were so different. They were darker and, I was and gonna sculpted. S- I was going to say, I mean, again, being a redhead, I don't have super dark eyebrows, so it gave me much darker, There's ne- much There's things I've fuller. never thought about before, and your eyebrows are on the list, so I just want to say that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> No, Um, it made them fuller, it made them darker, and as Bob said, like sculpted them to a shape that they aren't naturally. Um, It did definitely change my face structure because I have a pretty strong jawline and it smoothed out my jawline and then it raised my cheekbones, made my cheeks look thinner. Um, It made my lips a lot thicker. Um, I have thin lips. So that that was the weirdest thing I think maybe for me is that my mouth just looked so distorted. Um, And yeah, yeah, it narrowed my nose. It it did all the things, but it was more than makeup because like I, I use makeup I know how to like, you know, contour. I know how to contour and do all of that. I have done yeah. that. I did it for my wedding quite recently. But what I look like in my wedding pictures is not what I looked like in when I put on this filter. The idea really is that they're giving these examples of what, quote unquote, an ideal, ideal woman yeah. looks like, right? Or and an so, ideal version of yourself, which in some ways is yes. more problematic. And we can yeah. talk about that. I would agree with that. It's just all the flaws that like you already know that you have to have a filter in front of well, you that smooths everything out and kind of corrects the things that you feel like, you know, maybe you thought, well, oh, like, man, that would be cool if that was corrected. Here's here what the are. filter thinks is wrong with my face. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. No, that's what it really stood out to me yeah, because like yeah, especially – That's huge. Like, okay, so like with the thin lips, like I have thin lips, my mom has thin lips, my dad has thin lips. I come from a thin-lipped family, so it actually (laughs) took away, (laughs) it actually took away like a characteristic trait, you know, and so that was kind of sad. But then on top of that, with my freckles, I hated my freckles growing up. Oh, I I did too. I thought they were ugly. You hated Emily's freckles? No, I hated my own. I'm sorry. (laughs) Kristen also has freckles. (laughs) Um, Just clarifying. But yeah, I hated them. 
them. I thought they were ugly. I thought they were just, I did, I would have done anything I could have to have covered them up when I was a kid. And so, but then as I got older, I was like, why do I hate these? I love these. These are awesome. And other people reinforce that. They're like, your freckles are so cute. Why do you not like them? And so to have this filter just completely get rid of them, I was like, wow, it is 2023 and we still can't for whatever reason, the world still thinks freckles are dumb. And I've even seen things where filters that'll put fake freckles on your face. Or like a beauty mark or yeah, something. And yeah. And it's just like, why? <laughs> Seriously. Well, I mean, I think look, growing no up. no amount of beauty marks is going to make me look like Marilyn Monroe. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think this is the contrast. And I think, Jonathan, to your point where, like, Jonathan's talked a lot about this. So this affects young girls, yeah. right? That growing up, I actually kind of forgot about that until you said that. I used to rub, like, lemons on my face because I heard oh that gosh, that you took did your that? freckles away yeah really? i've heard yes. that but i never did it <laughs> and so like you can you can see insecurity as a young child but i didn't have access to the internet it wasn't a thing and so now imagine insecurity paired with the fact that like oh. you have these options to alter yourself for a social media platform for an audience yeah no i mean this is this is scary and as a, as a dad i mean uh, i remember it's like when, when my son left for college and it was just me in the house uh, with a bunch of women. Uh, <laughs> it was my daughters, my wife. It was interesting because, you know, I read all the reports now about how this affects, you know, young women more than it affects young men. Social media, I mean, they're, they're literally all the warnings out there and they're, they're coming out. Every study out there right now is particularly watch, if you have daughters, watch out for the amount of time to spend on social media. And, and it's funny when I sit in front of a mirror, like I get up in the morning, I look in the mirror and I'm like, dang, I look good. Uh, you know, and uh, it's amazing how, I mean, how much more handsome could I be? I mean, that's what I do when I look in the mirror, you know, is that a but rhetorical I mean, question? My, I think that's guys but, <laughs> but it is funny. I mean, my daughters and my wife, beautiful. I mean, I just, I mean, they're so gorgeous and they look in the mirror and they're like, Oh, I can't believe the tip of my nose, or I can't believe this, I can't believe. And to have a filter that would take those things and highlight, and, and I understand, again, I, we don't want to turn into that, you know, that get off my lawn, grumpy old man, but it's really I mean, you're really a beautiful tough. old man, so you have no use for it's, this, It's right? tough as a dad to see, you know, there's something in the wiring there, and I don't know what it is, because, I mean, you know, they say, you know, tell your daughters they're beautiful every day. Done. Check mark. You know, 20 times a day, you know, and stuff. But there's something where they look and they're like, this isn't right. I wish I could fix this. And to have a filter go, I will fix this and point Ugh. it out to you. It's really scary. And I think that's why so many people were outraged with this glam filter. It's it's not just like, let go get a makeover. It's let me point out your flaws. Let me change your facial structure. And I think it's very dangerous. And that's what a lot of detractors have said about this uh, glamour filter or glamour filters in general. If you think about it, back when, when there was a lot of published magazines out there, it was the beauty magazine that women would turn to, Mm -hmm. uh, predominantly women. And they would, you know, they'd look at these stunning models who oftentimes were... They were retouched, Retouched right? anyway in yeah. the pictures. Sure. But yeah. they would look at these stunning models and say, I want to look like that. And the magazines would say, you can. All <laughs> you have to do is buy this cosmetic line. That's right. Uh, but these days, it's just looking at a filter and you're instantly changed. But when you turn the filter off, like, like Kristen was saying, suddenly you're saying, oh, but look at this flaw and that flaw. 
And I can't fix that. I can't right. I can't adjust that with a cosmetic line. The crazy yeah. thing is, is that I've, as I've aged, I think every young woman goes through this, but as I've aged, I feel far more confident in myself than I did when I was younger. And it's so funny because I'm, I'm different now. Like I've had kids, my body has changed. I feel like if I look back at pictures, I should have been way more confident then. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. However, if I put myself back into high school, back into that, because I didn't have social media, it was in magazines. It was, it did, it was like, even then it felt like it was always in your face. This like yeah. underlying standard of beauty that like maybe no one even spoke about, but you knew when you saw a pretty girl in your class and everyone was attracted to her, that's what you wanted to look like. And when you didn't look like it, it was an issue. So now you have this thing in your pocket, right? That allows you to see like what the potential of what you could be like. And then you have, you know, a very lucrative businesses, cosmetic surgeons going in and doing things and have the ability to, and like people hold up, this is nothing against the Kardashians, but people hold this family up as like the prime example. They've had so many surgeries. And so it's just interesting culturally where I, even if it's not spoken about often, you have this underlying, like, this is what women should look like basis. The biggest thing that I, that I constantly read about the dangers of social media is that you have a tendency that your social media becomes your whole life in that you, you know, you stop making friends outside of social media. You stop hanging out outside of social media. Mm -hmm. And why would you, if you have this filter that makes you perfect to everybody who sees you online, why would you ever walk out your front door? You know, because then, then they can see all of your flaws. You know what I mean? It's so, it's so dangerous mm -hmm. because that's like maybe subconsciously that is what's yeah. happening to these teen girls. And let's face it, uh, statistics tell us that these teens and tweens are online in their social media accounts the majority of their day. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, for, of their for, discretionary time. Right. For tweens, it's like four and a half hours a day. And for teens, it's up to nine yeah. uh, in the average. Right. And so you've got these people that are immersed in this stuff all the time and if all they see especially in social media like instagram TikTok, youtube those types of things the facebook all you see are these beautiful people i mean gorgeous people then of course you're going to try and make yourself look as gorgeous as possible as well and next thing you know your your entire perception of the world at large is is twisted is turned and i think what we're getting at here is we're kind of telling the difference between is you know throw the whole thing out and you know yeah, never yeah, yeah. touch it and make it you know i think what we're talking about is we've mentioned it several times like emily talked about the first time that she got it and she and her friends were playing with it mm-hmm. uh you know someone mentioned about how on an overnight Adam, I think you said, you know, your daughters would like, you know, play with the filter and stuff like that. I think those kind of things are almost harmless. I think they're fun. It's like putting on makeup for the night or or doing stuff. I I remember how many times have we done, uh, I remember ministry fairs where we would, you know, face paint cat faces on, on little kids and stuff. And they loved it. It was great. I think the danger is not that fun little playtime. I think the danger is when there's this excess daily time where your identity becomes so locked into your social media that just as Emily said, you're spending more time on the screen than you are in face-to-face relationships. You're scared to go outside of that room. And that's where we as parents need to be careful. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I um, I grew up, you know, I think my dad really affirmed me growing up, always told me I was beautiful. And Jonathan, you were saying you wanted to say that all the time to your daughters to give them a boost of confidence. And I think that certainly helps. But really, this is comes back to just a question of identity, right? And so I think mm. it's so important yeah. 
I think we live right now in a there's, in our current culture where there's a huge identity crisis. Mm. People don't know who they are, who they want to be. And teens don't um, know, but even adults don't know. Yeah. Like it well, used yeah. to be kind of an adolescent thing. And I feel like that identity yeah. crisis is like... Yeah. Without perpe- diving into perpetual it. Perpetual yeah. now. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. No. I just wanted to comment on that real quick. No, it's true. And so I think there, this is so important because I do not have older kids yet, but my natural instinct is to want to say like, just no social media. It's mm. just trash. Um, but I, I use it for beneficial things. So I can't necessarily say that across the board. However, I, I think I, I feel in my spirit, like it's so important to, to just speak scripture over my kids, man, to just get them, like you're saying, Jonathan, in community with people who love them, um, with people who encourage them, with people who tell them the truth, you know, according to the word, uh, because this matters so much more then even if you were to take social media away, you're still left with a child with an identity crisis. Yep. And so you have to speak to that because it doesn't just go away. And it's not just identity either. I mean, the fact is that that people, especially young people, are at their unhappiest now yes. than they ever have been in recorded right. history. Uh, there are a number of surveys and studies where these where people are just unhappy. And I think social media has a lot to do with that. It does, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're only ever seeing images that potentially make you feel bad about yourself, why wouldn't you have a mental health crisis? Well, yeah. I mean, and that's not the only like culprit, but this is a different discussion. I mean, there's many things that social media does yes. beyond that. Yep. But that is just one of them. But yeah, that's just one of them. I think that this is actually the one that is easiest to address for mm. parents because you can control when, it, to an extent, you can control when your kids get a smartphone, yes. when your kids get and, and you social should. media. You yeah. can and you should. But I mean, like, obviously, kids can go and get burner phones, and right. you know, unless you know, <laughs> unless you know they have one, how are you going to stop that? Yeah. Um, I love what you were saying about the identity crisis, Kristen. You know, your child is a product of two different families coming together, and one of the things that helped me as I was becoming an adult and everything and started to accept my quote flaws was I realized that a lot of the things that I didn't like about myself were actually family characteristics and the more that I thought like the more that I realized how much I looked like my sisters and I looked like my mom and I looked like you know my aunts and my cousins and my grandmothers like I even looked like my dad a little bit like when Mm -hmm. I started seeing those things I was like why do I hate these things this is who I am this is like you don't hate them in others exactly this is my heritage this is how God made me he made me to be a beautiful combination of these two families you know mm. and that, and I think that's something to to teach your children as well is like you are a gift from God and as such you were created to be the perfect blend of our um, of our coming together thin lips and all thin lips and all <laughs> and well I love that and I love um, Emily and Kristen where you have kind of brought this conversation in to close it out today that it's not just about the boundaries here. And the boundaries are important. I'm not trying to minimize that. But I do think that if all we're concentrating on is the fact that filters and social media are potentially bad, and potentially they are, that's true, we're missing maybe even the most important part of the equation, which is really grounding our kids in their identity in Christ, their identity in our family, and helping them to understand 
that they have value and meaning and and real dignity exactly as who they are. Yeah. So one thing about that, you just mentioned like grounding your kids. So my husband and I used to be youth pastors. I thought that this was kind of funny. So I mean, grounding in a good way. No, no, yeah, not like you're in trouble. Take everything. No, is that we we were youth pastors in a pretty rough area, and it kind of felt like. Oftentimes, maybe parents give their kids into the youth, like change them, transform them, make them new, make them better people or whatever. But you can only do so much when it's combated with eight to 10 hours of social media or Mm -hmm. internet a day, right? So like, even as a family structure, like we're talking about, boundaries aren't the only thing, but they do matter. Yeah, no, and I'm not trying to minimize them. What I am trying to say is that this conversation is part of a bigger conversation about yes. shaping our kids, uh, you know, yeah. into the people that they are and, yeah. and who we want them to be and who God has yeah, made them sure. to be. So um, I love that because I think this is one that it's easy to just sort of feel like, oh, it's terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are really important things you can do. I love that you gave the example of your dad just telling you you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe, maybe even as parents and parents of sons and daughters, not just focusing on what they look like, yeah. but um, the character. you know, their character and, and really engaging with them in their areas of interest and strength yep. helps them to know that they're okay and that they're more than okay, that mm-hmm. God has created them in a way that's unique that's and good. good. So uh, there's so much more we could say here and probably in a future podcast, we'll circle back and, <laughs> and do some more. But I think that's a, a good place to close our conversation today. In our second segment today, we're going to talk with Kristen about the latest album from the Jonas Brothers, and it is called The Album. Man, I wanted to say that so bad. Oh, I'm sorry. The Album. It's just how epic, right? Yeah. Um, So it's really an album about each of the brothers' wives, and it's almost like a love letter to them in multiple songs. Um, Yeah. Some of them are like that. A good way, maybe. All the Jonas Brothers fans out there who thought they were going to marry one of them. It's true. That's that's a good (laughs) show. So some of them are super sweet. pause for a moment while people cry. Mourn, yeah. (laughs) I think that's more Justin Bieber. But some of... uh, some of the songs are super sweet. Um, some of them are pretty risque and go into some like pretty graphic detail um, about, you know. Stuff. Stuff. Um, <laughs> and, and then others. It's interesting. I didn't know that the Jonas Brothers smoke so much weed, but they do talk about it okay. on their new album. So That does not surprise me even yeah. the slightest. <laughs> so apparently that's the thing. And they talk about, you know, drinking. And there's only one half profanity that's like bleeped out intentionally um so it's kind of a it's a it's it's a mixed bag like some of them are really sweet and there's even a song about one of the guys wrote about his little girls that's super super sweet um you know and then some are like i don't know maybe not maybe not (laughs) so you you decide read my review it's at pluggedin.com well and that's what we do at plugged in is we give you everything you need to know to make the best decision you can for your family and it makes me sad, honestly. Um, you know, they started out as sons of a, a pastor and, you know, were trumpeting all sorts of virtues. And then things kind of went completely off the rails for at least two out of three of them. And now it seems like they're a little bit older, a little bit wiser, but there's still sort of that nod maybe to some of the rebellious stuff or some things that it's like, oh, could have done without that. And I don't think I expected this album to be like, pure as the driven snow, but I'm, I'm disappointed 
to hear about, you know, some of the content things that are there. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kristen, for bringing us up to speed on the Jonas Brothers, the album. 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 See, I've always wanted to do that. All right. Well, now it is time for a segment we like to call Name That Movie. And I'll need each of you to give me a log line, as they're called, just a little one or two sentence summary of a popular movie. And the rest of us will try to guess what it is. And our theme this week is masks, since we've been no, talking no. about filters. <laughs> and Who's Bob, who's is eagerly raising his raising hand. Raising my hand. I want to go after him. Go pick first. me, All pick right. me. Go ahead, good, Bob. Good. Okay. A guy surreptitiously. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Surreptitiously. Fights against an up. oppressive government. No. And a woman shaves her head. Oh, oh, uh, V for Vendetta. Yes. Oh, nice. oh, that was a good one. Wow. Well, I say I was afraid everybody was going to choose that one. Well, I was, honestly. When I, thought, when I thought masks, I thought that's the one pretty, that comes to mind. Pretty you, famous mask. You yeah. went yeah. with just surreptitiously. I think we can stop yeah. now and everybody can go look the word up. I, as I'm Jonathan still looking is. it up. Yeah. I want to go. Okay, go. I'm not really good at these. I have a lot of anxiety. Okay. So (laughs) a master swordsman returns to his hometown because of an oppressive dictator. Zorro. Ah, This is the best one ever. Emily's eyes got really large. She was like, (laughs) I know it. The very minute you finished that last syllable, Zorro. (laughs) That was awesome. So good. Are you ready, Emily? Sure. I'll go. Let's go. All right. A man's midlife crisis endangers his family and his entire city. Whoa, that's hard. Who's his face? Mm, if anybody could see who's it's right not, now. It's not the mask. No. <laughs> that would be low-hanging fruit, wouldn't it? Yeah, really low. But Jonathan, is yours the mask? Oh, we're not too Wait, Jonathan, yet. do you have a guess? He's usually so good at these. Yeah, you usually Yeah, are. no, I, I am stumped on this uh, one. A man's midlife crisis. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It's pretty yeah. incredible. How? Oh, oh, that's a good oh, one. Good. We, we good, should have good. had that one. The Incredibles. Emily, yeah, good right. job. She, I, I, love I was thinking that. of like now, an adult drama in my head. If you would have surreptitiously had a yeah. you know, midlife <laughs> right. crisis, then I would have got that it. That was but, a good um, one. All right. I was thinking Iron Man, but I'm like, no, Iron Man didn't have a family. Yeah. So, okay. Jonathan. <laughs> okay. Um, a young boy has a terrible summer camp experience, so his mom decides to make sure everyone understands that actions have consequences. Uh, Friday the 13th? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous mask in the I should have known that one. Wow. Yes. Nailed it. All right. I, I got one for you. All right. An angry, angry young man who idolizes his grandfather, makes a mask just (gasps) like his, only to have it broken in half. That would be The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Yeah, I had to get Star Wars back. Could you be more predictable? No, Any Star Wars. Okay, I'm going to show you more predictable right now. I mean, I didn't know it, but yeah, go ahead. This is my backup. It's not even going to use words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I could have gone with that. But I didn't. That's good. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed uh, our game of Name That Movie this time around. And if you would like to submit yours, here is how you can do it. We have a new feature at PluggedIn.com. You'll find a little black ribbon over on the right side of the page, and you can actually send us a voicemail. So we want your Name That Movie 
entry. And if we pick yours and use it on the air, we will send you a copy of Jonathan McKee's book, Parenting Generation Screen. So we would love, love, love to connect with you in that way. We'd also love to just hear what you thought about the show today. What did you think about our talk regarding filters? Do you have a favorite if you have kids? Um, how have you helped them to navigate this issues or what concerns do you have? Or uh, if you want to chastise me for making fun of the Jonas Brothers, you can uh, you can send that in as well. If you've gotten their new album, what do you think of it? We would love to hear from you. You can do that on the voicemail that I just talked about, or you can find us on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com. And I also want to remind you that each Monday now at 3 p.m., on Instagram, and that's 3 p.m. Mountain Time, um, we are doing what we call the Plugged In Show Aftercast. And each week, we're going to recap comments related to the last show, give you a preview of what you can expect coming up, and we'll spend some time talking about what happened at the box office over the previous weekend. So be sure to follow us and turn on your notifications so that you'll get a reminder when we go live on Instagram at Plugged In Team each week. Well, thanks for spending a little bit of time again this week connecting with us on The Plugged In Show. We love having this opportunity to talk to you about the issues that you and your family are facing as you navigate this crazy world of entertainment and technology. We hope that this has been an encouraging and empowering conversation for you, and we look forward to connecting with you again next week on another episode of The Plugged In Show. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat. It's tough to be a step ahead. and full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.